We should, like, go and, like, hang out with Todd. <laughs> Hi, girls. Whoa. It's Todd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, live from Studio 537 in the Beats Lab, it is episode 18 of the Two Duder Podcast. We are here tonight to hit the Elite Eight, and not only that, but we are going to be joined by some special guests. Uh, one of which you've heard, two of which you've heard from, uh, and another of which you haven't. Uh, joined tonight by Flounder, Delta Tau Kai, Michael Elvis Bailey Jr. What's up, How we baby? doing, Scrout? Doing good, buddy. Doing real good. We are furthermore joined tonight by our most special guest listener since day one. We know him as Todd. You might know him as something else. Tonight we're joined by our good friend, Lindsey Keys. How you doing, dude? Hey, fantastic. It's an honor and pleasure for me to be on this uh, podcast with you boys. And I would just like to tell our listeners, get on board. Tell your family and friends and neighbors if you want to be cool like the two duders, uh join in. Hey, and I tell you what, we are so happy to have you here. Um, you know, I know you and I have talked in the past about getting you, getting you on here, um, and it's it's awesome that you can join us. I know you've been one of my harshest critics uh, with <laughs> regards to this, with regards to this tournament, and um, I'm a little slow sometimes. It took me a week or two to figure out that that wasn't the greatest songs of all time, but rather your personal favorite. So that that changes things and gives me uh, a better understanding. Of, takes me a while to catch on. And again, Lindsay, we're so happy to have you here tonight. But guess who else is here tonight, folks? The band is 100% back together. We are furthermore <laughs> joined by Curtis Matt. Say hello, Curtis. Hey, hey, it's good to be back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Was it Joey Freshwater? Let's, I'm sorry. Let's go with Joe. Freshwater. <laughs> oh, Joseph. God, do I miss an ode, an ode to Lane Kiffin right there. An ode to Lane Kiffin. <laughs> So Curtis is being joined by Todd, Ken Adams, Flounder, and Joey Freshwater. <laughs> Curtis was gone for a couple weeks, wasn't he? I, I, I think he was compromised by some biker named Road Dog, and uh, <laughs> took him a while to recover. <laughs> I w- I've been on the mend. I've been, I've been laid up for quite some time. <laughs> it's been a rough one. <laughs> So before we before we get into the uh, into the the elite eight tonight, 
Um, we did, and mind you, we just recorded last night, um, dropped the episode at about 11, 11.30. We did get one review via, tr- via Twitter. Uh, reads as follows. Keep it up, fellas. Always look forward to listening. And this is from at Gabe 7826094. That would be Gabe Yoder. Wow. Well, I assume one of, my, such, one of my fellow 95 graduates. Absolutely. Representing. Absolutely. Oh, I'm Gabe certain I, that's Gabe Yoder. I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty sure. No, it, it's him. It's him. Gabe and I Gabe and I played Little League together. Gabe's an awesome dude. That's what that's why he's listening, because you guys played Little League together. Did you guys that's right? Did you guys win or lose? We were actually pretty good. Until you played well, Dotco. That's a that's a laugher. Dotco. Yeah. I for, you and Ryan Sterheim, I remember that team. The nation of domination. Yeah. <laughs> Except, except when Lummox ran you guys out of innings for the week, and you had to pitch Matt Headley or uh, or, or uh, Bone Huber, or Bone Huber, <laughs> or Sean Bird, or oh. Sean Bird shit. Oh, oh. Bird Wasn't shit. Bone Huber on your team, Elvis? I think I remember that. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I pulled that one from a... out of that nowhere. I have no idea how I remembered that. So you're talking uh, mid nineties might... Little League. Yep, early. early. This is. Now this is mid uh, mid eighties, 80, okay. eighty career was from sixty six through sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> were you an eagle? Yes, you were. Don't talk about dominance. <laughs> now, how how many teams did they have back then? Six, Four. six, six. Yep, and we we played did actually have- uh, twenty game schedules. Wow. We had one. And they lost, we had one. They lost eight of those games to Rotary. We had one field at that time in the corner of uh, where the football field is. Do you guys remember yep. that at all? Yep. Yeah. No. And we had one field, and we uh, got to play under the lights quite often. Were you, oh, great! That's were pretty. you coached by Jack Shock? Was he an Eagle then, or was that a? No, that's probably your dad. Uh, Norbert, my dad, and Jack Shock coached me all four years, and then. Uh, they oh, did yeah. that a few more years, then they moved up to Pony League together. And then uh, Dad got out, and uh, Jack kept it rolling. Wow. Jack came back to Little League for a little bit. Actually, too. I think he coached last summer with his son, Todd, coaching his uh, great-grandchild. Great-grandkid, yeah, how about that? Yeah. Wow, that's, that's wow. great. There's a baseball lifer right there. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. I coached. I never. I. I don't think I ever. I coached against Jack. Um. So right out of high school, I got a job coaching. Not a job. But <laughs> I got fucking hosed into coaching the Bad News Bears. <laughs> the somehow uh, I that was back when that was back when Stan Pokratsky had a he uh, funded his Matt his grandson. He fun. He, Stan privately funded a team. And uh, he took all the good players, and I got the bad news bears. <laughs> and Jack and Jim Tyler were the coach of that, that team, the Rebels, they were called. I remember, I remember that. Yep, I remember that too. But uh, So you, were you throwing batting practice with a six-pack of beer on your belt, Lou? 
I want some sh- some sh- some sh- Schlitz light. That was the second coming of Buttermaker. Yeah, smoking in the dugout. Yeah. Uh, no, I never did that. Never, I'm not. I would never big smoker. So. Um... Oh. Okay. Oh. So. Okay. You okay, you didn't answer my question. How many times did you guys get beat by Rotary though? Um. I don't think ever. Maybe once. That's in bullshit. four years. We had names for all buy. the teams in them days. <laughs> Rotary was the Rotary well, Rats. Uh, um, some of them I probably shouldn't go on to, but uh, VFW was uh, yeah. very fat women. Well, that's yeah, cool. oh, yeah. FOE was fat old elephants that really it really hurt our ego's feelings when they called us that. <laughs> Just a bunch. No, Elvis. Our dads played for Rotary, coached by our grandfather. Did they? Okay. When I was playing, your grandfather was coaching Rotary. Yeah, I've heard that he was the master of the fungo bat. <laughs> he was fantastic. Let me tell you, he was fantastic. That must be where I get it from. No, I'm terrible with fungo bat. I forgot where we even were, guys. I think we got like an elite eight going on here, beat. Jesus Christ, we got we got a little out of a little out of whack here. Uh, yeah, so we're down to the elite eight of the favorite song tournament. Uh, again, joined tonight by Curtis Elvis and special guest LK. Uh, the first matchup in the elite eight features "California Love" by Tupac. We're gonna put snippets of the song. Elvis, are you taking a dump? No, I'm not. I just heard some water, though. I did, too. What? <laughs> he, give it time. He will. Todd, Todd, Todd's going in and then flushing the toilet on us. <laughs> Do I get a vote on this Elite Eight stuff? You can chime in. No. Yeah, absolutely. This is, all, this is only straight. He's got the yep, anvil. That's fine. And he's he's the only yep. one that can say. We can well, just make recommendations. Okay. I take into consideration what you guys That's said. Fair. I do. You guys, you're my boys. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So here's our first song, California Love. Probably an ad first, but nope. It's cool. We got California Love by Tupac. Todd, you ever heard that song before? Many times. What kind of okay. a question is that? <laughs> All right, and here, here is the challenger to California Love.
Grass on the field, play ball. That's right, baby. That was center field by John Fogarty. So there's your first Elite Eight matchup. What do you guys think? Pretty easy call for me. I think since we have been talking baseball most of the episode now, I'm going to go center field. I'm going with Cali Glove. Ooh. I still, I got, I got to go. Uh, I got to go with Summer Acme there, Beetle. I got to go with uh, center field. Last night, I told Elvis the story of how your dad introduced me as I came to the plate. <laughs> <laughs> He'd say your last name twice, wouldn't he? He'd say everybody's yeah. last name twice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, he only, no, he only did that for me. Only, oh, it was only for Bailey. Only Scrout. Oh, really? Yeah, I was the only. Only, only the leadoff. Yeah, he guy. probably didn't yeah. even announce me. Let's just. Like... I think he said. I think he said, here comes some fat son of a bitch. <laughs> it was either a home run, a very long single, or a strikeout. <laughs> I wasn't wheeling anything out. Curtis, Curtis, do you remember how many dingers you hit your, your, your junior year? Uh, no. I think it was like four. Okay. Do you know who was on base for all four of those? And I guarantee you, you, you didn't get a base hit, you walked. You know what? Kiss my ass. <laughs> or got hit. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right. I'm going to go ahead and break into this story real quick. So we on a Saturday, we had a, a doubleheader with Van Wert. And I think it was my senior year. We fucking hated doubleheaders on Saturday. Always hoped like hell it would rain because generally it did. And so we stayed out all night the night before just getting ripped. We get up the next morning, and it's beautiful out. So we get our shit around. We go down, and Curtis and I probably had career days that day. Mm -hmm. I think I had two doubles and, you know, whatever, scored about five runs that day. But what's what's the banner headline on the fucking Crescent News on Sunday morning? (laughs) Mets. Mets has big day for (laughs) Ace. I do remember that. Because didn't I think you jacked two that day? Yep, I did. You did. Bill wrote the article. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that was... <laughs> Oh man. I'm so, I'm so proud yeah. of you, Tess. Oh, you know how they list like they hit list like who had hits? It just said Mets <laughs> five hit. Others Bailey two. <laughs> oh man. Just seems like it was yesterday, Beetle. So Todd, why are you going with Cali Love on this one? You know, is it just more synonymous with me? Or I'll what? say this: back in the '60s and '70s, there was a show, there was a show <coughs> called American Bandstand, hosted by Dick Clark, mm-hmm. and they would have oh, I remember a that. couple of new upcoming songs. They would judge them and say it's got a good beat and it's easy to dance to. That's why I'm going with Cali Love. Let's get a groove on, boys. Come on. Baseball is oh, okay. get here soon enough. I I, I can see yeah, that, but, Todd. But it all comes, it comes down, down to scrout. Scrub. Elvis, what did you what Elvis, what was your comment? I said I said uh center field because that's all we've been talking is baseball. Yeah, I know, but I'm sorry, but I wrote down Cali yes. Love. Oh uh, man. All right. Okay. Out of the gate. Wanna know. Want to know? All right, Elvis, we got to pick up our game here. We aren't doing very good. 
here is oh, the this next... one. Next one's a no-brainer. Same old situation by Motley Crue. Going up against... Oh, now I see why you said it was a no-brainer. <coughs> oh, shit. Todd, you heard that Straight. song, right? You did that one, right? Awesome song. Really? I was I was air Awesome so song. Talk about rock. Tom, Tommy... Lee, baby. Touring this summer if there's going to be any tours. Wow. Is Ozzy with them? <laughs> <laughs> hold up, hold not, up. Kurt, Kurt, my, Kurt. Did you ever watch The Dirt? I, like, literally that next day after that podcast, I finished The Dirt. And it was amazing. The best. Yeah, that's, that's pretty <laughs> damn good. It's, that's, I can't believe they're, they're all still alive. <laughs> Because <laughs> I think that was probably a pretty accurate portrayal of them during their uh, their heyday. Uh, but yeah, that was that was amazing. That was amazing. I don't think I would. I wouldn't have liked to have been the maids to clean up after. Yeah, no either. kidding. Yeah, that's a that was a really. I mean, when Ozzy snorts when Ozzy snorts the ants. Yeah, but and then licks, licks the pee up. That's <laughs> yeah. Stuff. All right, here, here's the song going up against same old situation. What are you about You're to witness? About to witness the strength of street knowledge. That song speaks for itself. That's straight out of Compton by NWA. All I can think about is us driving around the 85 Rock <laughs> with the Red Crown air freshener. <laughs> oh. All right, guys. What do you think? Kurt, what do you think? Oh, I'm betting lead off here. Okay. Um, you know, yeah. After watching the dirt, I can't let that, you know, have the most recent thing, you know, influence my decision, but I'm still going to go with uh, NWA. It's just an all-time classic growing up. I remember the first time hearing that, and uh, yeah, I was, uh, it was like your jaw dropped, you know, and then it's like, uh, then it takes you back to, you know, your, your childhood when, when everybody would play that. So I'm going was, with that. I was 40-some. 
<laughs> the first yeah. time you heard it? No, 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 no. I've heard it many times. Hell yes, you did. You guys used to play it in the locker room and exactly. you coached the girls. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm going straight out of Compton too myself, Scrope. Yeah, I knew you would. Lance, hey, what do you yeah. think, love and respect for NWA all day. But uh, I, I cannot turn my back on the crew. Yeah, that was a tough one. That was a tough one. It really was. This was this was by far the toughest one. And it seems like through this entire tournament, straight out of Compton had a tough run to get where they are right now. I don't have the bracket in front of me, but I know they beat <laughs> some really good songs along the way. And not just the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> they beat really good songs. Uh, yeah, I got to go straight out of Compton. Mm. All right. Got got to i mean just the the that song is iconic i mean it really is and the amount of times i've stopped what i was doing just to lip sync this or sing as loud as i could Uh, crank it up fuckers that's what we did (laughs) now that that final four matchup is gonna be crazy because dr dre's involved with both of those yes I'll be damned. Maybe, maybe we can get him on. <laughs> Simple He's phone call. So we've got California Love in the final four taking on Straight Outta Compton. Uh, we're going to take a break and hear from our friends at Amerimaid. And when we come back, we will get right back into the final two matchups. See who gets to the final four. You're listening to the Two Duder Podcast. Four Duders tonight. Hi, this is Rob Bailey, better known as Beat from the Two Duder Podcast, and I'm here to say that Amerimaid Realty in Bryan, Ohio is the real deal. And I'm not just saying that because I'm an agent there. I'm just saying that I would put our broker and stable of agents up against any other local real estate office, and we would dominate. Now, I'm not just talking real estate either. We would dominate at bowling, basketball, Monopoly, you name it. So if you want your real estate sold quickly and at the maximum value, give me a shout. I can be reached at 419-388-9290. Now back to the Two Duder Podcast. Welcome back to the Two Duder Podcast. When I tell you that, when I say that the agents and broker at Amerimaid are going to freaking just school everybody, I mean it. Because, personally speaking... I showed two houses yesterday, and we made an offer, and it was accepted today. That's the kind of service that we provide. We get shit done. Two Duder Podcast. We got Elvis here. We got Curtis here. Is LK here? You know, LK just gets all pumped up when Beatles... Is talking. I'm telling you, when he says we get shit done, I get amped up. I'm I'm right there with you. It's what I'll take. What we do? I'll be the trio of that one. You can't you can't beat a good Amerimaid. You know what? I, I really remember when Beetle was a senior in them days. They had a senior picture in the Pixel Tribune every week. Oh God! And one of the last things he said was. That he would someday be the mayor of Hicksville. <laughs> <laughs> and I said to myself out loud, that kid's going He's places. going places, yep. 
Now he's just got to move back to the expo. Now he's, you're going to have to do a complete scrubbing of the web, though, before you do that beat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys, I am so damn anti-government anymore that if I were to ever be in political office again, it would be to overthrow the government. <laughs> you heard it here Whoa. first, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Currently serving as zoning inspector for the village of Sherwood, I I take a very uh, hands-off approach. I don't think the government should be up your ass too much. But then again, you know, when the mayor and the, and the powers that be come calling, I have to do what I have to do. So... When Elvis joined the podcast, I wasn't aware that I was going to be getting a borderline journalist here. Because when I told him that LK was going to join us tonight, he immediately came back with, I've got questions. So, we're going to throw it to Elvis. Have at it, bud. Anyways, I, I do have a few questions about your uh, your coaching days. And... Uh couple questions about uh today's basketball girls uh what was uh what was your your uh most favorite moment coaching oh my you know what i i coached well over 300 games and i had a buzzer i had a buzzer beater to take holgate into overtime regular season well, probably the best one was I had a buzzer beater to win a sectional championship. Uh, Heather Kimple hit a uh, – we're at the free throw line, down one, missed the free throw. Melissa Headley chases it down the corner, swings it to the wing to, I think, Amy Peverly, who swung it over to Pe- uh, Heather Kimple, and she just buried it at the buzzer. It was awesome to be – Bob Swery and Edgerton, which made it even sweeter. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Hell I, yeah. I mean I, I, I do I do that in my first sectional, which was in championship, which was in ninety seven, which goddamn Be- right Be- it was. Beats was my cam <laughs> Beats was my cameraman. <laughs> so those those two were pretty good thrills. There's a bunch of them, but those two kind of stand out, I guess. Elvis, let me chime oh, in yeah. here. For, let me chime in here for a second because go ahead. I was go hoping ahead, buddy. that you would say that your your most rewarding experience was that first sectional championship. Which, by the way, I still have my piece of net that you let me cut down. Well, you know what? <laughs> you went next level with the recording that night because uh, when you got done recording at the old Brian Gym on the second level, you came down on the floor and. Started filming, interviewing parents and players and people. And <laughs> I can remember sending you up to cut some net down, and you were you looked at me like you're kidding. I'm like, dude, get up there, and you did. That was a f- and then a f- turned f- and turned and held it up toward to the crowd. <laughs> I tell you what, and it felt like there was no reason why that 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 team should have won <laughs> the sectional that year because I remember coming home from. God, was it Holgate or Fayette? So it was a long bus ride. And they had gotten drilled and Lindsay stands up and and back then he and I sat by sat beside each other and he sat on the on the on the aisle and he got up and he says, uh ninety percent of you people on this bus have no game. I suggest that you guys go home tonight and find it. I turned to the seat behind me where Rex Glor's sitting. I said, 
I must be the ten percent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there it is. Uh, yeah, I it wasn't that. a bad team. You had good athletes on that team. You had you had athletes. You just didn't really have basketball. You had well, um, you're right. I think Lena Bockrath and Jackie Jones kind of spearheaded that team. They were really good leaders. Yeah. But uh, we beat Stryker, and that was an upset for sure. Yeah, they were good. They're that Schlade girl, and she was a freaking hoss. Yep. But we pulled it off, skipped our way to uh, the district against Liberty Center. That wasn't very good, though. I remember that. Well, the neat thing about that was <clears throat> Liberty got up on us big, and then uh, between Natasha Slattery and uh, Nikki Keys, they started burying threes. And yeah. Robin Bowser, and the next thing you know, we crawled right back into it. it was within a, a point or two, but we had to come so far from behind that we just run out of gas. All right, Elvis. What's your next one, bud? My 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 allowed to go now, Scrot? Or am <laughs> yeah, kicked out now? Uh, no, I, well, uh, who uh, who was one of your mentors when you were coaching? Well, probably in coaching itself would be my dad. I watched him coach little league, <clears throat> league, and then. Uh, one summer of high school baseball for a total of 20, 22 years. So I think just watching him and being around him was probably the uh, person I followed the most. Um, I will say this. I was 34 when I coached my first game and I'm all hyped up and I'm into it and we have a good preseason. We weren't good. I know that I inherited a 44 game losing streak when I took over the Lady Ace's job, but you inherited remember, a horse that'd be part program. of my yeah. That that'd be part of my yeah. my grade. Well, I remember coming home after coaching that first game, thinking, "God, I don't know shit." <laughs> I thought I did, but um, we just tried to blaze our own trail. I just tried to treat people right, do the right thing, and usually good things will come back to you when you do that. All right, my last one. Oh, <clears throat> I'm wondering what you think about the. Uh, the girls playing AAU. Is that good? Do you think that helps out? Or like team or team wise when they come back to play with the team? You know, or I, do you think AAU is more I, individual? I had two or three girls play that summer travel ball when I coached. And my deal with them was that's fine. But if you're if your summer team, if the Lady Aces are playing ball, you gotta be playing with them. I'm not a big fan of AAU. I'm not a big fan of travel ball. I think you get more out of it, getting in your own backyard, having the ball in your hand, working on your weekend, and uh, putting shots up. There's an argument for both sides. Uh, but I think AAU, what happens a lot of times, you get two or three superior players on, on every AAU team, and they just dominate. And the, the other four, five, six kids are kind of left off to the side. And it's a whole different game in the summer because – the, the game's called differently, and uh, the refs let a lot of things go. And I'm just—I'm not a fan of, of, of AAU ball. That's just one guy's opinion, but I think you can elevate your game better. Getting in the backyard and putting up free throws, putting up shots, working on your weekend, uh, dribbling and, and, and ball handling personally. All righty. Well, thank you. I appreciate you answering that. Yep. It's pretty good. I remember. I like it. Lindsay, I remember that you were very big on keeping your girls together during the summer. You know, um, 
you, I would, think... you would take your girls to numerous, like, the, I think they called them shootouts. Is that what they called them? But I remember you took them to, uh, I think you guys went down to Ashland University <clears throat> one time. You guys yeah. went to OU for yeah. one. Yeah. Then you started hosting your own. Yeah, we did. Uh, the shootouts just kind of came on board in the mid to late 90s, early 2000. And we jumped on board and we would do two or three one-day shootout, which is a basically eight, ten teams go there, and you would get uh, four games during the course of a day, and we would go to team camps where you could spend the night. I always thought that was good for the girls to have fun in the dorms wherever they got uh, put up and uh, good bonding. So, yeah, I, I think there's something to that when you do it with your squad. It's got to help, you know, especially when you want to try to keep your kids doing something over the summer, not not chasing, sitting around the pool all day, chasing the muff around. Well, <laughs> the longer I coach, <laughs> the last few years I got away from that a little bit because everybody wants their time. Everybody wants the kids' time that are in other sports. I got to the point where we'd buckle down hard for a month, and then I tell the kids, you know what, go on vacation with your family, chase boys, do whatever you want, have fun, go to the lake, live, live your life, man. Yeah, let your bodies recuperate a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, especially if they play three sports. Either you're motivated to make yourself a better player, or you're not, and if you are, then you'll get it done. And if you're not, you won't, and so a lot of it's really self-motivation, and, but I just believe kids got to be kids. We've taken a lot of that away from them by such demands we put on them in the summertime. On the other hand, a lot of parents like that because they know where the kids at and they know they're they're busy with uh, whether it's softball, baseball, basketball, whatever it may be in the summertime, volleyball. So, and be, for me, being with you for the three years that I was with you, and. I mean, that's why when Elvis and I were talking about your coaching last night, you know, I was alluding to not just on the floor, but off the court as well, because your commitment to your team was, I mean, nobody could touch it. I mean, I remember you and I having chats on Sunday nights, you know, sitting down watching TV and, and, and just talking, just rapping about about hoops. And, and for you, it, even though it's only a season, it seemed like, you know, you were on top of it all year. And do you think that as you got later into your career, did you feel, did you, were you burnt out at all? I think so. I really do. I loved it. It was a passion for 20 years. And I think towards the end, it just got to be so much. And I thought I'd coach forever. I thought I'd still be coaching. And uh, John Downey used to coach Archibald football, always used to tell me. And Dave Blue used to always tell me that you'll just know when, uh, you've had enough. And I woke up one day out of nowhere in January and thought, gosh, I, I'm done. The fire went out. It just got to be so much because you're responsible for your, your third, fourth graders, fifth and sixth graders, junior high. And, and, uh, it, it can, it can build on you. And 20 years got away from me in a hurry. And it was just time to put that aside and pay a little bit more attention to other things in uh, my life. So, but sure. If you're all in, like uh, most coaches are, it's a, it's a 12-month deal. It's as simple as that. There's no getting around it. 
And that's funny because we were talking to Dave Blue last weekend about how difficult it was to go from coaching football then jump right into basketball, about how difficult it was. And I can't imagine coaching one high school sport, let alone let alone two or three. But Yeah, I um, never had that challenge, but I, I saw Coach Blue uh, – do do that uh, several years and uh that's not easy that's really not and so respect to those people that do that all right well curtis you got anything to add uh no i think elvis brought up some really good questions kind of along the same lines like if i were to bring some of like those probably would have been it um i guess one thing that i was you know of all the teams that you coached against you know, I, you, you coached against some pretty good teams, obviously, you know, in the GMC and then in the, the tournament. But what is the one team that stands out that you just go, damn, they were really freaking good? People have no idea how good Dan English Ball Club yeah. were at Fairview. It was just unbelievable. It just was because you'd look at them and you're like, "That's this is the team that's going to do this? And they were just like him. Mild and meek uh, before the game. And, and the funny thing is, I played softball with Dan in the summer for <laughs> several years in the 70s. And his daughter, Casey, was in the dugout with this little bat girl and stuff. And he was quite an athlete in high school. and But he was calm. And then you get between the lines as a player. And then as a coach, it was like a switch went off and serious, serious stuff. And those kids, you want to talk about putting in the time. It uh, wasn't an accident. They went to state all those years and had the success they had because he put the time in and the kids put the time in and they were just flat out dominant. Sure. I see the Crescent News did like a, what, a, a flashback to, uh, I mean, it may have, I don't know if they put that in the actual paper, but I saw it online. But uh, I read through some of those articles and it kind of brought, you know, I, I remember, you know, some of those teams, that 88 team, I think they won state, but then uh, I think the night of the, early nineties. I think they went to state, but I don't think they actually, I don't think they actually brought home the crown. Um, but no, it was pretty, pretty neat reading those articles because I remember those teams and how good they were. Yeah, I think he went to state four times, won one, was runner up twice and got knocked off in a uh, semifinal once. But uh, yeah, that's, that's good stuff. That's a tradition over there that was rich for a long time. And sure. Playing, in front, of, playing in front of sold out crowds on the road yeah, oh yeah. And, and at home. I think right. they beat Hicksville like 123 to 10. There's no reason to be bringing that my, stuff up. My <laughs> senior <laughs> year. No, I, it wasn't you. It was Miss, it was, uh, Miss Jerkowitz. No, I got, I, no, got in on, him. I got in on one of them, too. I can remember. Did you? Here's how it went. It's 77 to 5 with five seconds to go in the second quarter. We're taking the ball out. we got to go the length of the floor. I look over, Coach English is on his hands and knees, his team's still pressing, and he's yelling at him, don't let it in, don't let it in. That's how vicious and brutal they were and how good they were, and they just they just fed it. For some reason, 116 – for some reason, 116 to 35 rings a bell. How about 135 to 16, okay? Can we move on? <laughs> <laughs> They had like 104 after the third quarter. That's just crazy. I mean, what? It was 40, I got to ask this question. It was 40 to nothing after one. 
so you know how coaches shake hands after the game. What was that exchange like at the end? Like, sir, did you want to like just jack him in the face? No, because you know what, what was the point of here, what was the point here, of that? Well, I don't know. I really don't. Um, I'll say a couple things to that. One, I just shook his hand, said good game, coach. And then two, uh, the administration at Hicksville was really unhappy about that, and I get it. The kids were just drove into the ground and. I took the high road. My stance was, we got to get better so that stuff doesn't happen. Sure. That was my approach. But it was it was a double-edged sword because they were incredible. And, again, we were just getting started trying to build a program. Right. And so <laughs> it was a perfect storm and uh, come blowing up on us on our home floor that night. I remember going to the locker room at halftime of 77-5, and the first thing I said was, girls, <laughs> we're going back out there. And try to do this or try to do that, but th- yeah, it was a it was a long, awful, awful night. Mm-hmm. Then I heard about twenty years later, I was at a high school graduation party at Central Local somewhere, and that came up with some of the old Fairview boys, and they said, "Well, you shouldn't have said what you said." And I go, "What are you talking about?" Somebody spread a rumor around over there that I was saying they weren't that good, which. A, I'm not that oh. I'm not that stupid, and B, that never, <laughs> that never happened. And I was like, "What are you talking about?" I was really disappointed to hear that. So that might have sure. something to do with it, but I don't know. Whatever. We were still friends, and you know what? I had the opportunity to run it up on some people um, when I had some of my really good teams. I couldn't do it. I could not do it. I would not do it. And different strokes for different folks but right like i said my take was you know what we got to take care of our own business and get better so that doesn't happen again exactly yeah. and again you did Lindsay, because it was just a few years down the road of course of course dan was gone uh from the program but just a few short years later you you, you put the wood to him we did and then one of the best parts of my coaching was dan moved on to evergreen and we were still friends and so we got them on our uh preseason scrimmage we went to evergreen and that's when i had that really good team with melissa headley and jamie savage etc and we put it on them hard and we were up like 25 to 3 and he called he (laughs) called time was just ripping his girls and i didn't say anything to my kids and they're like coach you got anything to say and i'm like nope I'm enjoying listening to him over there. <laughs> Were you full court pressing him on your hands and knees, slapping it and, and denying the we ball? We got after it as hard as we could, Curtis. <laughs> no, Lindsay's, uh, Lindsay's, I don't blame you. Lindsay's thing was he would stomp his foot. I was because I remember that. I, Lindsay coached. Lindsay coached in the days when the coaches didn't wear freaking windbreakers; they wore suits. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, he looked he loafers. looked like GQ every every game. Absolutely. He was Pat Riley. Pat, Pat, he was the Pat Riley of Hicksville. Pat Riley, exactly. went, Pat Riley went rogue in Hicksville. Yes, sir. He was coaching he was coaching the Knicks at that time too, which I was all about. Who? The Knicks. Pat Riley. Who? Yeah, Pat Who? Riley was coaching the Knicks then. Oh, Who? they they got basketball <laughs> teams still. You know, this this <laughs> This is really, really, the last five minutes has really turned on LK here. (laughs) Hey, that's your initiation. That's fair enough. Anywho, well, let's get back. Let's get, let's get, let's dive back into the last two matchups that we have here in the, uh, in the Elite Eight. Who else is going to the Final Four in the 
Rob's favorite song, 64 song tournament. Here is your next song. Maybe. After this word from Kroger. Come on, I don't care. I hate ads. They didn't give me the option to skip either. Here you go. I'll see. Get ready to dance, Curtis. All right. Back to the Hotel by N2B. Okay, you heard that one? Yeah. Other than other than the pie? <laughs> yes. <'Cause>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he probably remembers us beeping twice. <laughs> Back in the yeah. day. The day, correct. All right, here's the challenger to Back to the Hotel. Potato chips? No, no. Are you eating potato chips? Sounds like somebody's. What the hell is that? Somebody slapping their pud too? (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) If need be, I said. He hasn't started watching the Bulls' uh, last dance yet. Oh, it's on, baby. <laughs> he's got a TiVo, and he's TiVo in it. TiVo and Tim TiVo in it. I don't. I don't have any of that luxury stuff. All right, so back to the hotel against boys around here, guys. Who wants a piece of this one? Hit it, Vils. I 
He would much oblige. McKeegan, she'd she'd hate her she'd hate her daddy if I went against the boys around here. <laughs> but I'm gonna have to go back to the back to the hotel. That's a must. Okay, so Curtis. I'm gonna, I'm gonna... Um, knowing you beat, I think you're gonna go. Um, I think you're gonna go in too deep as well, and you're gonna go back to the hotel. All right, okay. I'm what do you down think, with back to the hotel. Is that what y'all say? But <laughs> the theme of the other two in the final four goes hand in hand with that song. So I, I'm going to go the other way and get a little variety in here with uh, the other songs. I, I can Boys see around here. <laughs> Did you just get that? <laughs> Sorry, folks, but this is the first time that Elvis has had to invoke the safe the safe word. Potato chips. Go go back a couple episodes, and you'll get the safe word reference. Um, what's funny is, is so we had a group text going today. The four of us did, and what were we talking about? Anybody? Um. I'm drawing a blank here, Beat. Yeah, because you were sleeping, probably. <laughs> we didn't talk about girls, but we did talk about trucks. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the yes. 85 Ruck. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to go against the grain here. I'm going to go boys around here because... Hell yes. Whereas back to the hotel is old Rob, boys around here is more new Rob. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. Um, and it, I know that. It has nothing to do with the fact that I moved <clears throat> I moved out of the Ville and over into the middle of the cornfield. <laughs> Is it? Hey, by the way, <laughs> now that you're over there at the Central Local School District, is it true that Carhartt Jackets is the school jacket at Fairview? Is that, that the varsity? Is that the varsity code over there? <laughs> that, that would be accurate, yes. Hey, we got any Fairview people listen to this, Curtis? Um, I believe so. Oh, Matt Kemp listened to one episode. I don't know if he's a, as a if he's a recurring a big... uh, listener. All right, get him get him back for this one. Oh, Lindsay yeah, can text. A, we text him. all the time. Right. He's a big Bears fan. All right, okay. Find out from Matt Kemp if 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 Carhartt <laughs> is. I don't know. I, I'm going to guess yes. I coach junior high, so I don't know. They don't obviously have letter jackets <laughs> in junior high. So. Oh boy. Um. Yeah, I'm going boys around here. All right. Yeah. Me and Vis got to pick it up LK whenever he gets one, back on. LK is. I got to finish over 500, so this one, this next one's crucial. <laughs> All right. And trying to trying to predict uh, it like how Beetle would guess it. I mean, trying to I know. that mind. Good luck. Yeah, and that's just it that's just kudos lot, to you. Yeah. Been around that dude a lot. <laughs> Actually, all three of you have been substantially. Um, all right, so we're going to go ahead and play the next song while we wait for Elvis <laughs> to wipe. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
Can he jump back on this or not? I mean, how does that? Elvis, you still there? No, he bounced. He, he bounced. Okay. He he he. I'll get, we'll get him. We'll get him back on. He he made. Yeah, that's a good question. I didn't know like if he could like get back onto this recording. Um, no. Or if you. There's got to be a way. I just flipped. I just flipped him a new link. That way he can just bounce back on. But uh, here's your next one. Well, it was all back to keep from crying. Sometimes it seems so useless to remain. But you don't have to call me darling. You never even called me by my name. That's you never even called me by my name, David Allen Poe, and two of our other heroes. Going up against this next gem. After this word from DeVry University. <laughs> We're picking up all kinds of sponsors, aren't we? Here you go. by Belle Bib DeVoe. Mm. Um, what do you think, Kirk? Man, I'm just looking at I, I'm I'm looking at the last round how the, how this uh how David Allen Coe beat Oasis Wonderwall. That's I know I was absent, but man, that's an upset. That was Wonderwall. That was the Wonderwall's battle. like you guys seen that your was year. The of the t-shirts. I know. Totally. That that was the battle. That was the battle of the T-shirts. Oh, because um, I was in making that pick. I said to Elvis, "I said you got to go if you own a T-shirt with the name of a song on it. You got to pick that." And then I was like, "Shit, I have a shirt that says Wonderwall on it too." <laughs> um. All right, beat. Let's see if uh, I can get this one here. I remember you rocking out to Belle Biv DeVoe. You love that band. You love that song. Um, but then I also remember you belting out this David Allen Coe, too. Um, I think you're going to go. I think you're going to go David Allen Coe. That's two of us. But I mean, come yeah. on. All right. 
Hey, but you're I'm in a bar. You're in a bar, and your Elvis is back boys. on. What are you going to sing along with? You're going to sing along yep. with "You Never Call Me by My Name," darling. While you're while you're slobbering right. and leaning on your boys, and just a just a drunken mess. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, fresh out of the shitter, Elvis. Hey, is I'm back, back. At it. and I I got a little response to this song. But if you are at the bar, be singing that. But you're going to be singing Poison with the lady when you're taking her back to your house. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> I like those apples. That's getting, right, that's getting right through it and straight to it. Yep. See, no beating around the bush. I'm struggling right now because I'm trying to decide on this song, and I'm trying to figure out how you got out of the shitter. Oh, I, I had to. The, the IBS kicked in. That was a... I didn't have to think about it. <laughs> um, wow, this is a tough one because, wow, I'm gonna go with you. Never even called me yeah, by yeah. my name. Wow, no, there we go. Fellas, this sets up an interesting final. No course. longer my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> We'll talk about that later. So, our final four features California Love squaring off with Straight Outta Compton. Ooh. So, we've got, we've got the gangster rap portion of the bracket up top. The second matchup is Boys Round Here versus You Never Even Called Me By My Name, the country end of the bracket. Wow. I'm trying to figure out how I had four country songs in this tournament, and two of them made it to the final four. Billy Billy Packer did the seeding. Yes, I like I like he it. Did. Is he the Bill onions Pack. guy? No, that's Rafferty. Rafferty. Bill Rafferty. Packer's long gone. There, neither of them could hold a candle to Bino. Oh. Beano. <laughs> yeah, I need some Beano right now. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it, folks. That is the we're down to the final four now in the favorite song tournament. That is also going to do it for this episode tonight. Uh, yeah. I- Good one. If you are listening, as I say every time, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating. By the way, gentlemen, we now have four five-star ratings on Apple. Sweet. Yeah. Are they all for you? Th- th- three of them, of them Pam. They only let you do it once. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. he created four different usernames. But. Beetle, Beetle one, Bocephus, Beetle two, nine, Beetle three, sixty-nine-er. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff! Have, All right, fellas, I have no shortage of usernames. Uh, yeah, so if you listen on Apple, leave us a leave us a uh, a rating. Five stars would be appreciated. Uh, leave us a review. You say something bad about Curtis, you get a T-shirt. You say something bad. That's still going. Yeah, you say something bad about Elvis. He's gonna come to your house and you. Can oh shit. God, you don't know. You, nobody wants that. No. No. <laughs> um, again, we appreciate all the love and support out there from all of our listeners and our fans. Uh, I want to say big thanks to Kurt and Elvis for joining me tonight, and a humongous thanks to our special guest, 
none other than Todd himself. Uh, yeah, that was good. Was, good special guest. Yeah, Enjoyed it, Lindsay. Thanks for having me, boys. Maybe we'll do it again sometime. Yeah, we'll do it again. Absolutely. 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 So. so leave us a review. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at 2 Dude. Hey, I do. I, Nobody else wants I got, to know. I got so. one more question for Weeze. Oh, okay. Have Are I? you watching The Last Dance? You know what? I am. I'm DVRing it, so I'll catch it later. And I got to tell you, I, I forgot until I watched the first two episodes. With a lot of respect, I forgot how much I hated those bulls. They put, me, <laughs> they put me through hell from about 95 to early 2000s. Nixon, Nixon, the bulls had some epic, epic battles. Oh, some great games. Oh, oh they're, they're great. If it wasn't for Jordan, the next Patrick Ewing, my boy, probably would have had a title or two, but it is what it is. So, yeah, I'm watching, of course. How can you not as a sports fan? But – I yeah, after watching nice, those episodes there, last week, I had to restart visiting my therapist last week, and I <laughs> got another session scheduled for this week. I, the yeah, PTSD now, with, with uh, Patrick being your boy. What was his middle name? Oh my! There you go. I know what his birthday is, but I don't know what his middle name is. Aloysius. You sure? I'm positive. Wow! There you go. Patrick Aloysius, really? Uh, You want to know how he knows that? So when uh, when Skybox or one of the one of the companies came out with basketball cards, they put the player's full name on the back of the card. Ah, Elvis and I used to study them. That's how I know that. Okay, so do we still have that nerd alert button? Born at where do you grow up? Virgin Jamaica. Islands? He was, uh, yeah, he was Jamaican. Or who? Who was? Who was his college coach? John Thompson. Georgetown. What is the uh, largest Catholic university in America? Well, there's only two true Catholic universities in America: Notre Dame and Boston College. Notre Dame only has about fourteen thousand students, so I would say probably Boston College. Uh, Georgetown is the largest Catholic university in the United States. Is that right? I've learned a couple yes. things here tonight. Really? Thanks for setting hey. me up. Wow! I might have I might have dro- dropped out of college, but I know a whole <laughs> hell of a lot. That's it. <laughs> hey, that gets that, that gets me through That's the days, great. baby. This is the guy who's been off work for three weeks too. Street cred, right there. So, Oh, street cred, absolutely. All right, so that'll do it for all right. the Two Duder podcast. Again, thanks to the guys. Thanks to all the listeners. Peace out. We'll see ya.